America, my name is I'm Yosef Furpong. I'm coming to you from the road right now, so this isn't my usual aesthetic. However, I do think I feel duty-bound to give the people what they need every week about this time, lest they squander their one wonderful life for lack of wisdom. So today we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, young man, George Santos, out of New York, who told quite a few tall tales about his resume, bio, and what that means. Um, so first of all, you have to know that in political circles, when you're a candidate, the first thing they tell you is like, well, you have to tell a very compelling personal story. You have to tell a personal story. I'm against personal story politics. You might not have known by the way I just described it. I think starting your political speech with a personal story is a form of anti-politics, and that's bad for both the candidate and everyone around them because it teaches people that they should only care about what happens to happen to them, right? Uh, for example, Bernie got in trouble for this in 2016 and 2020 because he wouldn't talk about himself enough. He wouldn't weave everything into a personal standard. He was too busy talking about, like, you know, unions and healthcare and stuff like that. Um, and what Democratic hacks and consultants want you to do is start the story with, like, well, you know, when my daughter had a health scare, I understood the importance of... of of universal healthcare. But the problem is all of these policies should be able to be argued for independently of whether they happen to happen to you, right? And if you don't understand that and you teach the um, electorate not to understand that, then it ends up with a, a profoundly unjust politics because the only thing that the politicians and the electorate cares about is things that happen to happen to them, not national issues proper, right? So it actually, it's a, it trains the electorate in a bad way. And I think it trains candidates in a bad way. And people say like, well, people only care, they really want to hear personal stories. Well, then you need to make a more sophisticated electorate. And the way you make a more sophisticated electorate is by speaking up to the electorate, right? Not by saying it's good because it happens to you but because giving independent reasons for why these certain policies should happen, should be enacted, right? If I tell you that we need a federal job guarantee, I shouldn't have to say that it's because, well, you know, I was laid off and I really needed a job. And the, the, I found personally that the application process was dubious to degrading and all, like it shouldn't have happened to me personally. I should be able to just make the arguments about the application process, you know, job seeking in America, what that means, and the economic conditions for political, um, for political freedom. You need some sort of economic security, and that entails either having assets or a guaranteed job. And um, you know, I can make the arguments independently of what happens to happen to me. So Santos, in this political culture of telling people um, of, of creating a personal narrative that meets the politics, just decided to start with the politics and create the personal narrative uh, after the, so he found a kind of politics that a certain rich people like, and then he created the persona to fit the politics, the political program that his donors wanted, right? So, I mean, you can say that, yeah, I mean, yeah. So had it all been true, 
It could have all been true. But that wasn't Santos's life, so he made up the story that the donors liked in order to fit their political program. I mean, Obama did the same thing. Um, he didn't say, well, you know, I got into Harvard as a legacy admin because my dad, you know, got a degree out there. No, he created, he crafted his personal story to be the one that fit the kind of politics that he was, you know, wanted the liberals to think. And then, you know, and, and, and that was that was the story. So the whole problem is this idea that you should fit your personal that your personal narrative is that relative relevant to your political platform, right? Also, the personal narrative as political platform gets people out of actually explaining their political platform, right? So Kamala Harris now doesn't actually have to say what she's going to do for black people. Actually, she can say. She's not going to do anything for black people, which she actually has done. But people will be like, well, I'm going to vote for her because she's black. <laughs> so she gets to actually have anti-black politics and allow her identity as being black to still get her black votes, um, even though she said that like, she's not going to do anything for black people. But, you know, except with Tim's. <laughs> right? And there is... The same way, once again, like, this is the same thing Obama did. Like, Hillary Clinton didn't actually have to say what she was going to do for working class women because she was being a woman, right? And that was a form of showing solidarity without actually having to explain your policies for what you have to do. First of all, with respect to the Santos, I, I'm in the habit of, I always kind of underplay my resume and I get in trouble for underplaying my resume just because people get a little bit intimidated by finding out all the things I done did and not in a helpful way because you know it's so like I if anything I kind of ought to underdo what I do and what I've done and what I know because I don't want to scare people off Especially since I apply for a lot of jobs that are depending on who you talk to beneath me. But one thing I don't do that's beneath me is ask you to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, $50 a month so I can keep putting out these videos at, 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 even on the road and give the people what they want and help, you know, grow everyone's capacity to govern both themselves and with other people. Right? So Santos found a way to craft his, to create an entire person to meet a political project and the political project, which, you know, the wealthiest person in the room, nobody knows where Santos's money came from. He somehow lent his campaign $700,000, but doesn't have any sort of record of ever having attained, like legitimately, that kind of money. Like he was a renter, right? So... Nobody knows where Santos's money comes from. I do know that rich people pay people with the right kind of political program in order to run for office. They'll just pay you. They'll just pay you to run for office. Now, when I when and if I decide to run for office, I'm going to come to you. You're probably going to know first people. Um, and I'll just ask you to pay me to run, but I'm not going to ask you to write me a check for a million dollars. I'll just say, you know, give a regular political contribution. Um, but rich people pay. Sucker. No, rich people pay poor people to run for office all the time um, 
for you know nefarious reasons. And I think this is what happens with Santos, some rich guy you're never going to find out who it is, uh, was conned by him in order and just ordered a huge check, laundered it through, you know, whatever organization Santos was running, running, and that was like his signing fee. That was his 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 fee, paid for all of his fees in his campaign, right? And so Santos is ultimately a con man in the way that kind of Frank Abengale, the guy from Catch Me If You Can, the guy who pretended to be an airline pilot and a doctor and all of these things, is kind of just a con man, a lawyer. It's kind of, and he lied enough that I think that even if this whole thing goes bust, he'll make money off of the industry because now he could become like an influencer, a consultant. Or, like, this is America. Lying pays. <laughs> lying, if you tell the right lies, if you can get rich people to agree with your lies, like, that's, that's, you've shown yourself to be a marketable talent. That was, like, his whole shtick was rich people agreed with me and bought into my lies. So even if the game, the jig is up, and um, he only serves one term and doesn't get to serve his term as a congressperson, he can now sell that he succeeded in America because part of succeeding in America is getting rich people to give you money, and he has succeeded in, giving rich, in, in getting rich people to give him money. So he's now going to sell that in a book deal or a Netflix series um, like The Fabulist. Uh, yeah, so he has successfully lied his way. Part of what it is to prove yourself as an American is to get rich people to give you money. He has done that. He's conned both the rich people donors and democracy himself. So he has made it in America. He has in his American story, and he will never, ever want for a job or an income because he has shown himself to be an American success, and because part of what it is to be an American success is to have rich people give you money. And people want to hear about how he got rich people to give him money. <laughs> and so that's, that's his, that's his, the, you can make a whole business out of that, even if he doesn't do anything else in his life. I mean, is he that much, is he more of a crook than Andrew Yang? How did Andrew Yang get his money? Anybody know? I'm just saying. I'm telling you how I'm getting my money right now. You're going to go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, $50 a month. And out of gratitude, I'm giving you game for free. And if you're grateful, you can go to my website and kick in. Um, but let's get to back to the substance of this, of this show. It's that the Democratic consultant class and political consultant class in general tries to get you to marry your political platform to your personal story because that's the only way they think that you can um, connect with voters because they think voters only care about themselves and they don't actually can't understand and don't and, and don't care about politics but like actually political programs as like being able to be justified by reasons and principles rather than like it happened to me and if you don't want it to happen to you vote for me and the problem is that then creates all sorts of incentives for people to then create a persona that matches the political profile. And that's the place we are in today. And one of the reasons why politicians actually like 
letting their person and personal story do their politics for them is that they don't have to make explanations. They don't have to give accounts. Like I said, Kamala Harris now doesn't have to give account of how she's not going to do anything for black people because she's black and she went to an HBCU. Hillary Clinton doesn't have to give an account of how she's not going to do anything for women because she is a woman. Right. Uh, so this politics of tying your pol uh, pol political program to your personal identity gets you out of actually doing the work of giving an account of your politics. And it, it gets the sincerity without actually having to give an autonomous argument, which is kind of how we should be arguing our politics, but like especially politics concerning rights, because rights don't always have to do with you and your immediate and any immediate injustices that have happened to you. There might just be rights for other people um, who don't have whatever level of privileges that you happen to luck into. Right? So we need to get people to think about politics in terms of autonomous principles, not just what happens to affect them. And that means we need politicians who talk in terms of kind of the interaction of principles and rights, not just how it would be good for them as, an, as individuals. And so Santos is kind of like the creature we created through our politics and our culture, and he just took it to another level, showing us who we are as Americans. And make no mistake, now he sells his story about how he got people to vote for him or how he got rich people to give him money um, through lying. He sells that story, and that becomes itself an American success story, kind of like Frank Abigail. So, ah, the catch me if you can do. Yeah, thank you for your time. And I'm going to come up with another, I'm going to uh, drop another video probably in about a, in about a half hour. Um, it should happen on uh, a book by Leon Litwack that I'm reading. So, peace.